Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Big news on the Haslam Sports Group front, I guess, is probably the best way to look at it with a lot of news coming out about the Haslams. It started off the day uh, with the talk that they had bought 25% of the Milwaukee Bucks, and that story seems to have come to fruition. Then that was followed up by uh, the fact that the Browns were going to increase ticket prices, not exactly exactly what Browns fans wanted to hear, especially if you wanted to look at it, it was like, oh, who's paying for the Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, it's your own Cleveland Browns fans. And then news about the stadium broke late in the evening, and that's where we'll pick things up with Daryl Ryder. Uh, it is always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. Daryl, what's the news on the stadium? I think that's the big, big one. Well, the talks with the city of Cleveland are ongoing. The, the, the Browns are trying to basically figure out just what, what on earth to do uh, with First Energy Stadium. Uh, first and foremost, the stadium is not adequate for modern NFL standards and, and fan experiences. Uh, it was a poorly built stadium, obsolete when it opened its doors in 1999. I wrote a big story about it on our website, 923thefan dot com on monday basically outlining the the thing was designed and built over a 42 month window and uh it's like i said it 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 was obsolete the day it opened uh in 1999 uh the browns had uh, did 120 million in renovations in 2014 and 2015 over two years there to bring some of it up to uh up to standards but um 
just it's it's just it's still not when you look at all these new stadiums that have opened. Okay, uh, Las Vegas, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Los Angeles, California, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, you can you can see just looking at those stadiums, you can see the 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 field level the field level view clubs that are there. Even in 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 Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, same thing. Uh, 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 AT&T Stadium uh, down in in Dallas, Jerry World, same thing. Those those you see in the end zones, they have those like field level dugout style suites there. You can't build those at First Energy Stadium for a variety of reasons, um, and and so the lease is up in six years at the end of the 2028 season. And they, like the clock is ticking, like they need to get this going. Uh, in 2021, of course, we know the the Haslam Sports Group submitted a very ambitious yet rather expensive lake uh, front development connectivity to downtown Cleveland land with a land bridge um, proposal. I don't. It looks great on paper. I just don't think that it's ever going to happen. Um, if I had a dollar for every time the city of Cleveland commissioned a study, oh, by the way, the city of Cleveland commissioned a study in December for lakefront development, flushing another $2 million in taxpayer money down the drain uh, for the 500th lakefront development proposal project uh, in the last 50 years. Um, I, I, I just, my take on the situation is the stadium is not adequate. It's probably not worth dumping a half a billion dollars into to renovate. So it'll last maybe another 10 years or so. Um, they're most likely better off with a new stadium somewhere. But the questions become, where does that stadium go? Who's paying for it? Is it open air? Is it a dome? Is it retractable roof? The price tags involved. I outlined some of the price tags when you look at new stadiums that are going up. The Buffalo Bills on Monday uh, tweeted out pictures of renderings of their new stadium that's going to be built uh, next to uh, their existing stadium in Orchard Park, New York. But that, you know, it's all it's like one point four billion dollars just for that facility. You know, and that's kind of part of the problem here too, Andy, is that the costs to build these facilities are just absolutely going through the roof right now. Tennessee Titans new stadium, $2.1 billion city of Nashville, 760 million contribution, Tennessee, 500 million contribution. Um, Buffalo stadium is costing $1.26 billion. It's open air. Uh, 850 million is coming from public funds. The city of Chicago desperate to keep, the Chicago Bears downtown proposing $2.2 billion in transformation to Soldier Field, which includes the addition of a roof. Oh, by the way, the Again. Bears just dropped 200, nearly $200 million on land west of downtown, uh, a, horse, a horse track complex, Arlington International Racecourse for their own stadium complex, okay? The Ravens just got financing through the Maryland Stadium Authority, who uh, is able to borrow up to $1.2 billion to renovate M&T Bank Stadium, home of the Ravens, as well as Oriole Park at Camden Yards, home of the Baltimore Orioles to keep the Ravens and Orioles 
in Baltimore. You've got the Chiefs and Panthers looking to build new stadiums right now. The Washington Commanders continue to try and fail to get a new stadium. The Eagles, the Patriots, $125 million for Philadelphia, $225 for New England stadium renovations. So what the Bengals, by the way, looking to uh, upgrade then Paul Brown, I think Paycor Stadium, I think is their, their corporate name now, uh, down there in Cincinnati. So the point of all of this is the Browns need their stadium situation resolved again because the current one is not adequate. And whatever they decide to do is going to be expensive as all get out in the hundreds of millions to billions of dollars. And that is with a capital B start passing the collection plate for donations now. Cuyahoga County and City of Cleveland. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Daryl, where what do the Browns ultimately want? What what do they want? If this could go from zero to sixty by tomorrow, and the Browns could have a yes stamp on everything, what would they want? I, my opinion, this is strictly my opinion. Want to make that very clear. I think that if the Haslam Sports Group had their druthers, it would be a brand new stadium because it could be designed by them from the ground up. Uh, whereas. Any renovation to First Energy Stadium, you'd have to retrofit the existing craptastic structure that's there. Where, so I where, think that they though, want Darryl, a new stadium. Where would they well, want the new stadium? Their preference, my understanding is that if they were to consider uh, a, a new facility, and again, I want to stress, I've not been told that that's what they want. It's my opinion that that's what they want. Um, they really want to be near downtown if possible. Problem is, there are not many places near downtown to put a new stadium. Um, I don't know if maybe going and playing somewhere for two or three years uh, and uh, while First Energy gets demolished and you just build a new stadium on that site, I don't know if that's in play. Personally, I think that that'd be a terrible plan. What I w- Here's what I would do if I were the city of Cleveland. And I and I and I speak as a resident of the city of Cleveland because I do I live in Cleveland I own a home, I pay taxes, um, my neighborhood roads are uh, like driving in the country. They might as well not even be paved. They're just they're just that terrible. Last year, the city of Cleveland had to find eleven million dollars to make emergency repairs to First Energy Stadium. That was I don't think in the budget. Okay, they had to come up with that money. 
And I, I think, I think the city of Cleveland needs to get out of the stadium business just as a, just, just in my, again, this is my opinion. Um, they got to get out of the stadium business, whether it's you team up with gateway and turn it over to Cuyahoga County and bundle it in with, you know, the progressive field and rocket mortgage field house situation or what, uh, it already is receiving syntax money. Uh, you know, the County tax on cigarette and, and alcohol, uh, some of that money, uh, is shared with first energy stadium. So I, I think that's first and foremost. Secondly, I would like to see them get the hell off the lake because I just don't, it, and I realize I'm being very pessimistic here, Andy. I just, I, I don't see lakefront development happening. I just don't. I, I, I've lived in Northeast Ohio for 25 years. It's been talked about for, you know, for, for that long, or I, I should say I've lived in Northeast Ohio since the late eighties, but you know, it, it just, it feels like, you know, since that time uh, that it, it's been talked about and it's gone nowhere. Hell, Randy Lerner, the absentee owner, right? pre has even he had a lakefront development proposal that went absolutely nowhere. So I just don't see that happening. So my thing is, Get the find a spot for the Browns to move to a new stadium, wherever that is, whether that's downtown, if they have to go to a suburb by the airport, whatever. Uh, get that done, and then what the city can do is sell the existing land that the stadium is on to a developer, and that I think is what's going to spearhead um, the development. I just I don't see First Energy Stadium as a catalyst for lakefront development. I just I really don't. Um, and so that's my personal take on the situation. I think that if the Browns had a choice, it would be a new stadium. I don't know necessarily they would pick a lakefront location for said stadium. I'm sure they'd want to stay near downtown. They want ancillary development around it, similar to what, what gateway has, right? The gateway neighborhood. And we'll see what the guardians ultimately do with progressive field, uh, because they have that option to buy the gateway garage. And they could uh, buy that, demolish it, put a, a pseudo ballpark village there. So there's a lot to this. It's not something that's getting done overnight. But conversations are ramping up between the Browns, City of Cleveland, and other, uh, you know, area leaders, if you will, to try and get this ball moving because lease is up in 2028, and six years goes by in the blink of an eye. All right, why is this all happening today? We're going to answer that next on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland.